before we even kick off the podcast, I just want to remind everyone to go like, subscribe, and keep up with these weekly episodes. If you like what you hear, spread the word so more coaches can tune in for our weekly podcasts. What's going on, guys? So today I've got a coach that needs no introduction. He is the uh, director of recruiting at Washington State, uh, going into his second season as a recruiting assistant. Uh, prior to that, he was a high school football coach in Texas for many, many years, uh, most recently at VR Eaton School, uh, where he helped the team to a 9-4 and four record. Uh, before that, spent some time at PSJ Memorial, spent some time at Mathis High School, uh, and then got his start as a graduate assistant at Texas A&M in Kingsville. I have the one and only Marco Regalado. Coach, how are you? How's it going? I am great. Um, I'm truly blessed and honored to be on this podcast. I've been a fan of this podcast for years, it feels like. So I'm just <laughs> really excited to be here. Well, I'm glad to have you, man. We've been, you know, we were trying to, been trying to hook up a little bit. Obviously, uh, our lives are busy. Um, so I appreciate you giving me this little bit of time. Um, you know, first question I've got for you, you've obviously been a part of some really great teams. Um, you know, even even your your role kind of off the field now at Washington State. Uh, you've got eyes everywhere. Talk to me about how the offensive line played a role in some of the really successful teams you, you were on. Oh man, the offensive line to me plays some of the biggest roles, you know, especially just kind of me having played it um, in high school. I have such an appreciation for it. And I was a you know, slot T wing T type offense. I mean, I couldn't even tell you much about pass setting. It's just, I have such an appreciation just it's it's a work of art to see you know a unit of five men working together for a common goal and you know just kicking tail and moving people out of the way for the other guys to make plays yeah yeah I mean it's it's I, I forget sometimes that that you were an offensive lineman because I, I don't know have you have you ever coached the O-line or you've always kind of been away from the O-line correct yeah so I'm I always tried. Um, that was a, so that was a thing. So, you know, I played O-line and then my first GA job was D tackles. My first high school job for the next two years was D tackles. When I went to Mathis high school, the original agreement was I was going to coach O-line. Um, and selfishly, <laughs> the the head coach was a defensive guy. So he moved me to linebackers. Um, so I coached linebackers there, linebackers at PSJ Memorial, and I really wanted to get to the offensive side of the ball. So Eden called and asked if I wanted to coach running backs. Man, I just I couldn't even say yes fast enough. Right. Yeah. No, it's it's that's one thing I've never I've never been asked to coach defense. You know, I've helped out there obviously when I was at the high school level, just kind of the O line always kind of helps the D line, but um I've never had to coach it. So I, I don't know. I don't know if I would, how excited I would be to, to coach that spot. Uh, I, I mean, I would have to imagine it kind of was, you know, you got to fake that juice a little bit to, to get going to, to coach those guys, but because it's a different, it's a different mindset, in my opinion. It is, but I mean, I think those couple of years, especially coaching the front seven, um, you, there's still a lot of collisions. There's still a lot of fun in the trenches um, just on the other side of the ball, you know, um, certain situations where you coach guys to pin their ears back and get after the quarterback or teaching run fits and, um, you know, really teaching the guys, 
you know, if you really dive into it, especially like on the D line, you know, you're in a four man front, you're going to have one guy who needs to be a butt kicker and be able to create a double team. And then you get a one on one situation with three technique. Those does the job. And then, you know, there's just a lot more to it. So it's kind of like, in, in a sense, like they all have their own job. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, no doubt. No doubt. Um, so, you know, we got to, everybody kind of knows this, this, podcast is a little bit kind of about about careers and things like that and and obviously you had a a giant <clears throat> a giant boost to your career uh last year with your you know your your jump to Washington state um you know i i, I kind of know a little bit how it came about and the listeners don't so so kind of take them through how that became, you know, uh, part of it and sort of your, your rise. Cause you've had a couple different titles now that you've been there. Um, and, and just kind of talk about what you, how that kind of came about and, and how you've sort of climbed that, that ladder, so to speak um, at Washington state. So I guess uh, really the thing that kind of got me in the doors here, I got to go back seven years um, to when I GA'd. So okay. when I GA'd at Texas a and Kingsville, I was a, a GA for the defensive line for a guy named Ronnie Palmer. And Ronnie Palmer was a GA at Colorado State for a guy named Ricky Longo. And Ricky Longo just so happened to be, uh, when I applied for the job, the defensive tackles coach here at Washington State. So through that mutual connection, um, I was able to kind of get put in the door, name on the table, um, and then, you know, I got my resume in, was in a couple conversations. And then when my resume kind of went across like Coach Rolo's desk, he recognized my name because Twitter, we'd have a couple conversations here back and forth. Um, so that kind of got me an interview. And then when I got in the interview, um, that's when, you know, that door opened, I got my foot in the door. And then that's when I was able to close that door um, and just show that I was, you know, more than just kind of just the guy who makes videos, you know, I was right. actually, you know, a pretty knowledgeable guy who can evaluate film and find the uh, talented kids. Right. Right. Um, what does, you know, you kind of, you've talked a little bit about what, um, you know, you told me kind of about what you do, but, but kind of, again, go through kind of, go through kind of like what you are doing, how you're kind of handling things and, and, you know, talk to me about, um a little bit of the the struggles you had because you know you went from basically you know you were you know you had a little bit of experience as a GA at at at, at Kingsville but then you know you went straight from high school jumping two feet in with with uh you know college coaching and, and college you know not even not necessarily college coaching but just the college life the, the power five life talk to me about the struggles you had with that and kind of how you you handled some of those things so that was definitely a crazy transition, you know, uh, being in high school for six years, um, you know, I got hired on as a recruiting assistant and that's kind of, you have your hand in literally everything that is recruiting. Um, and it, you're kind of a gopher guy, you know, go for this, help me out with this, eval this, uh, here's a prospect sheet. I need you to break this down, put it into the arm system. Um, but it helped me learn a lot, you know, even, being part of, you know, hosting official visits and stuff like that, which kind of helped me in that transition um, when our director of on-campus recruiting got a job with the 49ers, um, I was able to kind of slide into that role and learn a whole lot about operations. Like mm -hmm. 
for, just for example, personally, I've been on a plane three times and only booked one of those flights for myself. You know, uh, it was just uh, someone else booked the other flights for me. And then I took over as director of on-campus recruiting and I was in charge of uh, getting these coaches out to summer camps, coordinating flights, rental cars, hotels, um, and getting them where they needed to be. You know, my main prim- my primary job was getting them to the camp and getting them back home safe. Mm-hmm. Um, so have having to handle and learn on the fly uh, with, you know, really quick training, but being able to do that operations wise and then transitioning into visits and having to get kids here um, and then basically event planning and planning an entire weekend to um, facilitate and manufacture fun here in Pullman so that these kids have a great time, you know. So it's just a whole different aspect of things that I had no real experience in. Um, just even being, a, you know, GA at the D2 level, we didn't have these kind of resources. Right. Um, so that was a lot of learning on the fly, you know, and then, you know, we went through the staff change where, you know, our recruiting staff went dwindled down from five to two and it was just me and Josh Murrah, and we're having them kind of hold up a power five recruiting department on our backs with just two people. And uh, at that point I had to mature real fast and learn a lot of things real fast. Um, and then, you know, we still had some movement and shaking. Um, and I was just really blessed that um, I was trusted that, you know, when our director of recruiting left, that I was able to um, be elevated to that spot. And I feel like, although it's only been a year, it's been a whirlwind of a year where I've got to wear like many hats. Right. And that's really prepared me to kind of hit the ground running. Um, so to say with this director of recruiting position, um, you know, I've learned a lot and I've had a lot of great mentors and people to lean on um, people that I still talk to, you know, to this day that kind of help me anytime I get stuck in certain situations. But I guess just the biggest struggle was struggle was just the transition um, because it was just something that I had never done at this level before. And right. when you get to this level, it, you're expected to go. There's not a whole lot of time like, hey, we're going to slow it down and teach you how this works. It's, you know, Power 5 football is a very fast-paced environment. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that's – it's funny you say the the whirlwind of a year because I think you posted – you posted something about uh, you posted a picture of you with your, your U-Haul only a couple days ago, I feel like. And, and I remember looking at it and thinking like, is it only, it feels like it's been like two years, two or three years that he's been gone there. Like it's really only been 12 months. Um, no, it's crazy. It blows yeah. my mind. Like I've been here. I mean, I think today is the one year anniversary of my first day in the office as a recruiting assistant. Cause I had to, when I drove up here, I had to sit three days in a hotel to quarantine, and then I got to start. So it's right. like, it's been a year. Crazy. Right. Yeah, that's that's to me. That's just that's like nuts. Like I can't. It feels like it's been a lot a lot longer. But um, I mean, that's kind of the that's the way things go now. Anyways, during this COVID time, is that everything feels like it's it's longer than it really is. So uh, that's awesome. Um, you know, talking about COVID, and I kind of told you off the air. I, I was going to bring this up, but I don't want to focus too much on this. Uh, you gained a lot of notoriety and you and you became pretty, pretty social media famous during COVID for for the TikToks. Um, I'm going to force you to tell the story of why, just because every time I do a, a podcast, I have to tell everybody 
about the hog football chat. So I'm forcing you to tell everybody about the, the TikTok coach. So uh, how did that come about? And, and the one question I do have for you is, is when did you know that you sort of quote unquote made it um, and that you were, it, it, it had taken a life of its own? Um, so it all started uh, during the, the pandemic and the quarantine, you know, when you're locked in a one in, a, in a, an apartment by yourself for an extended period of time, it's like I'm not gonna call it cabin fever, but you you just you get bored, right? Um, you start running out of things to do. You start running out of songs playing guitar. You start start running out of movies on Netflix. You get tired <laughs> of playing your Xbox, and then you know, at, when I was still coaching and we we're still in school, my kids were on TikTok. You know, like the kids I was coaching, and they were always telling me, "Coach, you need to be on the app. You you're a funny guy. You probably really like it." And I'd just be like, "Ah, I don't got. I'm not gonna be on that app." Bah, right. bug. And uh, I got bored enough to where I downloaded it, and it reminded me of the Vine app, which, yep. as a millennial, I loved. <laughs> um, so I was like, "Oh man, I could really have fun with this thing." You know, this thing's pretty fun. So uh, I was just again missing football, missing my coworkers, my the staff that I worked with, and I thought, "Man, what could I do that I could just post, and they're gonna laugh? Like they're gonna think it's so funny." Um, it's going to be a great way to just, you know, a little team camaraderie thing. And so I posted that first video and I guess the right person saw it and the right person retweeted it. And, you know, I just, you know, went to sleep, woke up the next day and my followers just like ballooned. The right. thing had all, like, I never had this many notifications in my life. And then, you know, people were asking, well, they want more. They want more. This is awesome. I think people were just deprived of entertainment at the time. And, you know, it was just a really sad time in the pandemic. A lot of things were going south and people just needed something positive. And I think the more that people gave that positive energy, the more that I wanted to continue to do it. Um, and the one that really stuck with me was a coach out of Wichita Falls. I just got a random message on Facebook. And he said, he thanked me. He said that his daughter, you know, that's seven years old and recently passed away. But every time I posted a 60 second video, that that was 60 seconds that he kind of took his mind off of things mm -hmm. and was able to laugh. And at that point, I was like, okay, this is why I'm doing this. And I right. need to keep doing this for as long as I can. You know, at a certain point, uh, my mentor Dave Brown told it to me when I was I was currently working for him at the time and doing these videos he's like you know at a certain point everything kind of comes to an end you know Sopranos came to an end <laughs> the office came to an end right I was like yeah I know but I'm gonna I'm gonna run with this thing as long as I can because it's making people happy yeah and that's not saying that I'll never make another video again you know I I, I will I have some stuff kind of lined up I'm just waiting waiting kind of for the right time sure but um going back to that you know it just kind of got retweeted by some people with a lot of followers and got more eyes on it. And it, it was just something that I never really expected to happen. Um, not at all. Um, like I said, it was just something I really wanted to make my coworkers laugh with. Right. Um, and then it ended up kind of getting the whole nation laughing and that was really kind of rewarding. Um, got a lot of attention that I wasn't expecting. Um, and I, you know, try to remain humble throughout the whole thing. Um, and 
I was getting calls about jobs and stuff. I was like, you guys, like, I, it didn't make sense for me to take a job because I was making videos and now they noticed me and stuff. But I had a very short list of schools that I would leave my current job for. Cause again, I was working for my mentor, Dave Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eden was one of those schools. Cause I'd always really loved that school. My best friend lived in it, in that area. And, you know, I'd always wanted to make my way to Fort Worth. And when they called, I was just kind of one of those it was really hard, but even, even coach Brown was just like, you know, you need to go do that. That's a great opportunity. It's a great school, great area. And, you know, it kind of gets you out of South Texas for a little bit. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, then, go ahead, go ahead, sorry. No, no, I was just going to say, and that's just kind of where, where, where it went, you know, and then I spent a year there and then now I'm here. Yeah, no, I mean, they were, they were, I remember, I remember seeing them and kind of, because I don't know if you and I had really been Twitter, because obviously everyone, I, I know everyone from Twitter, because that's my life, unfortunately, but I don't know if you and I had ever really been, um, you know, connected via Twitter before that. So it, it kind of, it opened my eyes to you a little bit and they were obviously clever. And, and I remember sending you a couple of, of guys on Twitter at the time and like on TikTok, um, Cause I, I was not on TikTok at the time and, and I can blame you for probably joining TikTok, but um, I remember some, a couple guys just flat out copying what you did. Um, like, like even word like word for word like and, and i just remember sending it to you and I, I think your response was you know uh imitation of the, is the sincerest form of flattery so like even that you know you could have you could have been you know uh, you know angry and and negative and all kind of stuff but um you know you just were like eh, whatever they want to if they want to try you know that the, the original is still better than the than the the the, the knockoff so uh, you know, good for you. I mean, it's obviously it's, it's, you know, it, it, it shows your, you know, it, it kind of fits for the job you've got right now. Cause it shows your creativity and it shows that, that you are, you know, you have that humor bit, which I think gets, gets forgotten a lot in, in the world of coaching. And, and uh, you know, if we can't laugh at ourselves, then, then what are we doing? So um, I, I think it's awesome. I, I look forward to, to some new ones. Um, I hope you've got a good list going. Cause there's, there's plenty of stuff that you can make, you could make, videos on now so um that's awesome i've done a lot of observing over this year I'm <laughs> yeah no, no I, I do have some stuff that that i want to get some time I, I love to kind of put out there just to make some people laugh again and then i, I kind of like you you said it in the kind of triggered in my i remember um i put out that first o-line video and i think you quote tweeted it again we had never spoken before but you like not every o-line coach loves power or something like that. Yeah. So then purposefully when I made my next video, the online coach was carrying around a clipboard that had inside zone on it or something like that. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's you you've got some good stuff. I I I've got I, I might have to go back and watch them all now that uh to just to just to to refresh my memory. So um no, I, I they're all good. So I, I like it. Keep them coming. Um Last question I've got for you, Coach. Uh, if you could put together a Mount Rushmore of offensive linemen from guys you've coached, uh, guys you played with, or guys maybe you've just been a fan of, uh, you know, it, it, through your through your lifetime, who would be on that five man offensive line? Oh man, you said there weren't going to be any brain busters. This is All the right, only brain see. buster. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, man, I'm gonna. 
shoot. I want to just throw up our, our starting O-line. They just finished up here at Wazoo. It was just impressive to watch. Um, you know, we've got Abe Lucas, who's probably going to get drafted this year. Uh, you know, I, I'll throw him on there. Um, I'm a big fan of Tyron Smith. Yeah. Um, with the Cowboys, I just love it. He's the athletic specimen that that dude is. So that takes care of my two tackles. And I'll start working interiorly. Um, dang, you really had to go there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, that's not me typing on my keyboard, Googling guys. That's all right. Guys have cheated before. Don't worry. I I usually, (laughs) when they cheat, I usually edit it out. They, they flat out tell me they cheat. So it's okay. Oh no. Ah, dang it. I'm trying to think of who this guy was. Uh, played for the Cowboys. Benched a whole lot. Oh, Larry Allen guard, Larry Allen. Yeah, that'd be my that'd be one of my guards. Okay. Uh, let's see, who is that guy? He was Peyton Manning Center for a long time. Uh, Saturday. Uh, Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday would be my center. Yeah. I got one guard left. Um. Hmm. Oh, that real nasty guy. He's been. Uh, I think he's on the Colts, too. Oh, um, Quentin Nelson. Quentin Nelson. That's my Mount Rushmore of offensive line. Okay. I don't know if that – does that count as you doing it, or did I do that? I I had to give you all the names for those guys. Come on now. Uh, We'll we'll (laughs) do a credit. Do a credit. Do a credit. All right. I just – I knew – I knew who I wanted. I got. You. I just didn't know how to articulate it. <laughs> I mean, you, you, what, you, you, you're hoping all the kindergartners now and the children. You get it. <laughs> uh, don't even get me started on that one. Um, <laughs> well, Coach, I appreciate you coming on, man. Before we get you out of here, do me a favor: drop your Twitter handle um, and any other information you want the listeners to know. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. That's where I'm most active at. Uh, at Coach Regalado, all lowercase, uh, one word. And, uh, you know, looking forward to, you know, kind of that initiative I put that put out there a couple of days ago um, or last week. I really want to start connecting with more high school coaches from all over. So uh, feel free to reach out and uh, we'll make a hashtag Cougar connection. And that's my uh, plug there. <laughs> awesome. Well, you and I got to do that here coming up next next couple of days. I told you. I told you we would, and then then you, you tried to call me during dinner, and my wife wouldn't have it. So um, we uh, we we will take our, happy a, a redo on that one. For sure, for sure. Yeah, but I appreciate you, Coach. Looking forward to uh, to talking with you again soon, and uh, best of luck. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Make sure you like and subscribe, and you can find previous episodes on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, or any other podcast platform.